0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach. And today I want to talk about no contact versus contact. So a question I often get after narcissistic abuse is, do I need to cut off the perpetrator, the family member, the boss, the coworker from contact? And the answer to this question simply is, it depends. Everyone must, first of all, make that choice for themselves. No one can tell another person to go no contact or not. And the things that it depends on are, firstly, your ability to set boundaries with this person. Oftentimes, narcissistic abusers are predatory. They're very uh, – they disrespect boundaries. They disrespect you as a person. Now, this is not the case always, I should say, to the degree where boundaries – where if you go, if you do set a boundary, they will violate them constantly. Um, if you can maintain a relationship with the narcissist, for example, if it's a family member and you don't, do not want to go no contact – you may find that you can maintain some contact, but it really depends on how, how you can maintain your health and your well-being while in contact with the narcissistic abuser. Most narcissists are dangerous when you go no contact because you become an enemy Once you've gone no contact, you'll give them what is called a narcissistic injury. You will rip open their wounds, and therefore you are the one causing them to feel all the shame, guilt, humiliation that they have been defending against and running away from. So you now become an enemy. In this case, it could be dangerous keeping them in your life. It could be a matter of emotional, psychological life, and death, which is why in that case, going no contact might be absolutely imperative in life, uh, depending on. In addition... When you go no contact with a narcissistic abuser, the malignant narcissist who will find – who will predatorily come after you and try to destroy you, it's important not to, first of all, announce it and let them know, but rather do it in a subtle way, plan an escape, have a support system. And when you decide to go no contact, do not look back because if you do look back, if you regret, if you give second chances, you might give in to the hoover attempt. They hoover you or they try to pull you back into the relationship with love and fake – compliments and oh I'll never do it again. Be careful because if you do fall for that, they will pull you back into the relationship and punish you for leaving. So you want to be very careful when you do decide to go no contact to make the decision and go with it. A couple of tips when you are when if you decide to go no contact, if you decide that you're this this person is absolutely someone who needs to be cut off from your life and they're actually stalking or they're sending people after you or they're spreading terrible rumors about you or actually assaulting you emotionally, psychologically Do not do it to punish them. Do not do it to hurt them because ultimately you're going to stay stuck in that dynamics because you are also being in that push-pull. You are hurting them. In fact, you are only hurting yourself. You're keeping yourself from healing. You're keeping yourself from moving on. So do not do it to punish. Rather, do it because you feel you need to do that to protect yourself and your future. In addition, when you, if you decide to go no contact, it's not, it's not just enough to physically go no contact. It's important to emotionally go no contact and psychologically from the negative message, the mes- messages, the inner critic, the core beliefs, the indoctrination, the brainwashing, the things you were told while in the abusive relationship. Um, oftentimes, even though we leave, we still are hooked emotionally and we feel that we've taken on these negative messages. And therefore, going no contact in your head and not just physically but in your head is imperative to really get full separation so that you're not drawn back in emotionally. Even if you move away, you saw oftentimes people move across the country, across the world. If you do not heal yourself, there will still be damages, damage that needs to be healed um, as well as cognitive distortions. And oftentimes, we may find other partners who are just as dangerous and just as dysfunctional to replay our dysfunction and our childhood wounds and our relationship wounds. We have to make sure to heal as well and rebuild your life after going no contact. So there are steps, it's not just walking away. Walking away is a big step, getting safe, and getting uh, space you need to rebuild your life, but it's also healing. If you decide to go no contact, or if you desire to go no contact, to break no contact, it could be because you have a love addiction or you're codependent, or you're looking for safety, or you're looking for someone to take care of you, and you feel like you can't do it on your own. I will say be very careful Because if this is the case, when you go back, like I mentioned, you will be punished for what you've done, and it'll be infinitely worse because this time they'll know you know how to escape. Um, And therefore, they might punish you and reinforce the psychological prison and trap you even further and deeper into their their grip. If you need to stay in contact with a narcissist, as in the case if you have a child, here are some tips and ways to do that. First of all, there's such thing as the gray rock method. Now, I suggest the gray rock method when you absolutely need to communicate with them. Narcissists are looking for reactions. They're looking for you to, uh, to they're looking for to emotionally manipulate. They're looking to abuse you through your reactions and ultimately gain control. If you have a gray rock method, much like the gray, just talking to a gray rock. That's why it's called the gray rock method. You need to act without emotion. Uh, don't let your emotions enter the equation. That might be very difficult because there are still emotional ties, and you may you may feel connected to this partner, but ultimately it's imperative to take your emotions out of it. Next, say exactly what you what is needed. Keep to the subject. Look for your answer: yes, no, maybe. Don't take don't take ambiguity amb- ambiguity. Look for the yes, the no. Look for the the, the concrete answers and answer concretely. Don't. Kind of give wishy-washy answers, and if you don't get an answer, ask it again and look for that clarity um, because ultimately speaking, if you if you do, if you don't get that clear answer, if you don't keep to the subject, they will try to distract you or pull you away into another subject or try to um, deflect and not answer. Communicate in a way that is direct, as direct as you possibly can be. Don't engage in small talk. Don't flirt. Don't talk about anything else but the subject. If you do, again, they are looking to poke at you. They're looking to pull in your emotions. If you say to the subject, better chance, they won't be able to access your emotions because you're just talking about what's needed to talk about. Ignore threats. Uh, Ignore intimidation tactics. This is just put, put fear into you and get a reaction, much like a toddler. A toddler throws a tantrum because they want a reaction. If you don't give the toddler a reaction, they stop crying they stop throwing the tantrum because ultimately that's what they need in order to control you. So be wary of the threats. Don't give in to the fear. Um, create a life for yourself. Don't get absorbed in the fight. And you know, if you decide to go no contact, um, don't don't sit and reminisce about the relationship forever. Um, look to heal, Look to rebuild your life. Um, oftentimes victim of, victims of abuse have a difficult time because they want to figure out how they got duped or why they did what they did. And they end up regretting and and sitting and and, and ruminating. But ultimately speaking, this is is time that you can be spending on healing. And I get that is is a certain stage of recovery to think about it and really understand what happened. That's understandable. But don't let that be how your life becomes because ultimately speaking, we want to move on. We want to heal. We want to become our own person and not stay stuck in the dysfunction. In addition, this is a question I often get if I have a child with a narcissist. And the narcissist is brainwashing the child. How do I protect the child? And ultimately, um, if I decide to go no contact and be my own and be a separate parent, um, I still I, I still am at a loss because ultimately speaking, the father or the mother, the narcissist is brainwashing the child. What I say to this is: stay true to who you are. Be the best version. The best. The best. Uh, um, really example of health and healing for your child, because ultimately speaking, if you stay in an abusive relationship with a narcissist, because for a child, you are not doing the child a, a service. You are doing them a disservice. And I, I say that with all due sensitivity. And the reason I say that is because staying is not going to save it. Staying is teaching the child that narcissistically abused, being narcissistically abused is okay. And that's a message we do not want to send the child. So if you do have a child with a narcissist and you decide to go no contact, be true to yourself, be strong within yourself, don't self-doubt, don't lower yourself to play the the, the ego games of the narcissist, and stay strong in your no contact. Because eventually the hopes of this child turning things around and seeing the truth of the matter where they realize that the the, the perpetrator is actually manipulative and abusive are, are, are high if you do stay strong. Uh, Obviously, no guarantee, but that is the advice I give there. So essentially, if you are in a relationship with a narcissistic abuser and you decide that you need to walk away, it's imperative to understand what you're dealing with and how dangerous it could be to stay in contact. Not saying that no contact is the absolute best. It may not be. Um, Narcissistic abusers tend to be very – covert narcissistic abusers tend to be very predatory and planning. And very conniving. So you want to be careful that you don't expose yourself to that type of mistreatment once you've gone no contact. Like I said, you are opening up their wounds. You are humiliating them, at least in their eyes. You are shaming them. You are rejecting them. You're abandoning them. You are doing everything to them that the person they hate, which is usually the parent who abused them, is doing. And therefore, you become the projection. You become the enemy. So be very wary. I hope this podcast benefited you. I hope you uh, found it uh, beneficial. Um, If you are struggling to heal from narcissistic abuse, please do reach out. I'd love to help you along your healing journey. If you just need help deciding if you want to go contact uh, versus no contact or minimal contact, please do reach out. I'd love to help you learn about how to do that and set those strong boundaries and stick to them. So please do reach out. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com. By phone, I can be reached at 252-696-4852. Please do feel free to like and share this podcast. Uh, in addition, I offer a free 15-minute consultation if you'd like to discuss your situation and how I can help you. I offer a free PDF of Dr. Judy Rosenberg's book, *Be the Cause: Healing Human Disconnect*. This is something Dr. Judy offers uh, for anyone who reaches out. She is the creator of the Mind Map Therapy System, which I use to heal, uh, to help heal people, uh, individuals who are suffering from childhood abuse, childhood wounds, narcissistic abuse, and recovering from narcissistic abusive relationships. So thank you so much for listening once again, and uh, until next time, all the best.